Welcome back, everyone, to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast. It's your girl, LA. I am your Six Figure Social Worker. Happy New Year. You guys, I am so excited. This is the first episode of the brand new year, and I am looking forward to great things happening, sharing great things with you in this new year. I pray that you are looking forward to opportunities and understanding the endless possibilities that comes as a result of you being a social worker. So let me repeat that. I hope that you are looking forward to the endless possibilities that comes to you simply because you are a licensed social worker. (laughs) I wanted to repeat that because today I really want to challenge some beliefs that you may have. Now, you know, this Six Figure Social Worker podcast is literally, truly designed to teach you how to make a living while you're making a difference. Here's the problem. The problem is you want me to come on and you want me to say, hey, here, this is how you, you know, um, get this contract. This is how you do that. But the number one thing I need to share with you is we have to literally change a mindset, like literally change our beliefs about what we do. So, you know, I teach social work classes um, at local university. And one of the questions I always ask my students is, why did you get in the field? And the number one answer is, you guessed it, I want to help people, right? And so we get into the field and we're helping people and we're helping people and we can do it in our sleep. But then we realize, ah, I still got to pay bills. (laughs) We realize, ah, I still have a family. You realize, wait, I still have goals. And so today I want to share with you what I believe the eight beliefs that keep social workers broke. I'm going to repeat that. Eight beliefs that keep social workers broke. If you are interested in the PDF form, I will place a link in the description of this podcast so you will be able to download this um, PDF. Like I told you guys, I am creating things that's designed to help you move forward in this field. This year, this year, I promise you, you can do it. I will be having a free webinar um, the end of this month, January 26th. And again, if you're interested in that, reach out, click the link. Um, and it's going to be talking about how I went from 40K to over 120k and how you can do the same the only thing that I had to change was my mindset all right so the eight beliefs that keep social workers broke number one we believe helping should be free So since we are in a field where it's like, um, essentially, we're just talking to individuals and we're listening to individuals. And sometimes in our mind, deep rooted, we can believe that helping should be free. You know, like we shouldn't be asking, you know, for more. That's number one. Number two, I'm doing it out of my heart. Now, I want us to understand, yes, we do it out of our heart. Yes, we genuinely have a love and compassion for the people that we serve. Absolutely. But listen, having that belief alone will keep you broke. Number three, social workers don't make money. 
If I had a penny for how many times I hear that statement or how many time, times I've heard that statement in the last five years, literally, that alone will make me a six-figure social worker. <laughs> okay, you guys, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry for laughing, but it's so funny when I run into social workers, right? And they don't even understand that they're bound to their own beliefs, right? And so if you're saying social workers don't make money and you're a social worker, guess what you're not going to make? <laughs> money. You guessed it right. So here it is. We're teaching individuals the power of words, right? And we're using cognitive behavioral therapy and we're teaching them skills, how to change their mindset. But yet some of us refuse to change our mindset related to money, related to making a living while we're making a difference in this field of social work. All right. So again, I'm going over the eight beliefs that keep social workers broke. Number four, money doesn't matter. Right. We go in thinking we just want to save the world. You know, money doesn't matter until you realize that someone needs housing. Until you realize that someone needs food. Until you realize that someone needs clothing. So but yet we go through you know, this in this field or go through the life, but thinking with this belief, money doesn't matter, but yet you have bills to pay. Yet you have, you know, the student loans, <laughs> you know, as a result of getting to this field. So again, you guys, changing our belief system in order to change the course of our lives in the field of social work. So I have committed to, to really focusing on um, you guys as social workers this year. I'm like, what can I create? What can I produce to help my fellow social workers get out of the mindset that keeps them stuck and frustrated? Because if you're doing a lot of work, so you're overworked and underpaid, right? And you don't even realize that you're snared by your own belief. All right. So number five, asking for money. Listen to this one. Asking for money could jeopardize my position. Now, here you are, you're in a position and you may have been there for a while. And guess what? In the five years, 10 years, 15 years that you've been there, you may have gotten a 50 cent raise. Maybe you've gotten a dollar raise. But guess what else? You got more responsibilities. More was added on to you. But yet you don't feel comfortable asking for more income. Right. So we need to challenge those beliefs. So that's number five. Asking for money could jeopardize my position. Number six, what I do isn't worth more. You can be the social worker that thinks, OK, you know what? I am worth just 40K. You know what I do isn't worth more. Why do I have this belief? Because my employer is telling me what I do isn't worth more. You know, and so again, if you're waiting on someone else to validate you, if you're waiting on someone else to see your work, you're going to continue to wait. And although I agree in higher education, at the end of the day, I understand and I have met individuals who have higher education, but still is not where they want to be financially. And I'm trying to show you that it's a mindset. It's a mindset. So number seven, they don't have the money to pay me. And so now here you are in a position, you know, out the, you know, kindness of your heart. And you're just saying, okay, well, I just want to provide these services. They don't have the money, you know, and yet you're going home hoping that your electricity is not off. 
<laughs> hoping that your phone service has not been interrupted because you're, you know, you're, you're bleeding heart. Your, your whole desire is I want to help people. Right. And so now you find yourself in positions where everybody else is eating and you're hungry. Oh, I need to repeat that. Oh yeah, I will. <laughs> so now because you have this bleeding heart, you're in a position where, you know, you're helping everyone else, right? And everyone else is eating, but you're hungry, right? Simply because we feel they don't have the money to pay us. Number eight, I can't, I can't make more. Literally, it's a belief that you believe you cannot make more. And so you're finding yourself in positions where you're trying to seek second jobs. You're seeking, you know, other things. And again, once I work with you on changing the mindset and the debilitating beliefs that you have that's hindering you from making a living while you're making a difference, then I can show you how to get contracts. I can show you how to create products and services. I can show you these things. But again, you have to believe that it's possible. So I really would like for you to download um, this PDF because I'm interested in seeing which beliefs stuck out to you. And I want to help you begin the process of changing those beliefs. So I'm going to run over them really quickly one more time. So number one, helping, and it's not in the order and rank. It's just how I put them down. So number one, helping should be free. Number two, I'm doing it out of my heart. Number three, social workers don't make money. Number four, money doesn't matter. Number five, asking for money could jeopardize my position. Number six, what I do isn't worth more. Number seven, they don't have the money to pay me. And number eight, I can't make more. Like literally, you believe that you've capped off and you cannot make more. Okay, that's what I wanted to come on to share with you today. And again, I'm just excited, you guys. I am really, really, really excited about what 2020, the double has for us this year. And guess what? If your mindset has not changed, the only thing you could be celebrating at this moment is that the years or the numbers on the calendar have changed. But positionally, you're still in 2019, 2016, 2015. And I want to hold your hand to help you get into 2020. Clear vision, the devil, because you, you, yes, you listening to this podcast deserve to make a living while you're making a difference. Again, no, we're not in this for the money, right? But we do deserve to be compensated for what we do. And watch this, you guys. Listen to this. If you are providing service, if you are providing service, the money will come. Some of us are not providing the service. Like I supervise um, a group of master level social workers and they're responsible for productivity, right? And so it took a minute for me to really understand because when I was 
a line staff, it was like, okay, again, I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart, right? I love people and all of that. And I didn't understand why administration kept talking about productivity, productivity. I didn't understand. So my finite mind was, oh, they just want the money. I'm trying to help people. But since I matured and since I moved up and really understand the business aspect, right? Understanding the business aspect does not water down my passion for helping people. It doesn't. What it helps me see is if I'm seeing my clients, if I'm providing the service, money is going to come through the door because we bill according to the interactions that we have with each client. So when you look and you see that you're not meeting productivity, the question you should be asking, not is this organization all about money? The question you should be asking is, am I doing enough to help the population that I serve? Like, what am I doing? Am I able to establish the rapport that literally causes my patients or the people in my caseload to want to come and see me? You guys, listen, when I had a caseload, and it's interesting too, because I went from, you know, a group facilitator to a counselor, to a program manager, to a clinical director, to now have expanded my private practice. And listen, when I went from, when I was, you know, line staff and doing um, individual counseling in a behavioral health organization, I had clients who did not want to be at the agency. But as a result of me establishing a rapport, as a result of my interaction with the individuals, they did not want to leave. Literally, the majority of my queso did not want to leave. Why? Because when they came to me, they realized that they were leaving better. They were leaving better. And so that's the question you need to ask. When the people that I'm serving come to me, do they leave better? Do they leave empowered? Do they leave, you know, with hope or do they leave beaten up? And if they're leaving as if the only thing they did when they met with you was talk about football, basketball, talk about their boyfriend, girlfriend, and they didn't leave empowered. They didn't leave with any new skills. They're not coming to see you unless it's mandated. I'm telling you guys. So listen, don't get caught up. If you that's listening to this podcast right now, just happen to be working in an organization where you have productivity. I really want you to begin to evaluate your work ethic, evaluate your interaction with the population that you serve, and then make the necessary adjustments because I know what it's like to be frustrated in that line of business. I know what it's like to be frustrated. Like, okay, how can we make clients come? I understand. And so again, you guys, it's about changing our beliefs, changing a mindset. The very things we teach our clients to do, we find ourselves falling short. And I want to leave you with this thought. After you have helped others, please don't find yourself in a place that's uncomfortable, that's, you know, not helping you move forward. Don't find yourself in a place needing more than what the clients that you serve need. So after you help them get out of depression, now you're going home depressed. As you help them, you know, with skills necessary to manage unwanted mental health issues, now you're going home unable to manage mental health 
mental health issues. So ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're listening to this podcast, I want to encourage you to start fresh. Start this new year off fresh. Start it off and it's going to start with your mind. Your willingness to change a belief system that has not proven to be effective in your life. So, it's your girl LA. I'm your six-figure social worker and I'm here to teach you how to make a living while you're making a difference. I'll see you on the other side. Hey, you guys, just wanted to remind you to click the link to register for the free webinar where I will be sharing with you how I went from 40K to over 100K as a social worker. So click the link if you are interested and don't forget to also click the link if you want the PDF form of the eight beliefs that keep social workers broke. Thank you for tuning in.